You're listening to The LaunchCast, the podcast about leadership, business, life, and growth with me, your host, George Andriopoulos. It's like food for your ears. At this time, I'm going to ask that you fasten your seatbelts. Launch sequence. Launch sequence activated. Launch sequence activated. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the launch cast. Thirty episodes, I still have goosebumps. Episode one thirty. That's right, we are thirty in. How to be a human being, part four. The protest series comes to an end. But first. It's the Launch Dad himself bringing you your favorite podcast on the planet. We're talking leadership, business, life, and growth right now as the beat drops. Into the black hole. Transitions smooth as a baby's bottom what is happening everybody it is your host george andriopoulos and i am coming to you still from the home studio right now thank you for being here with me those that are watching on video uh things look a little different here i'm uh i had to send my macbook out for repair and i had to grab my imac from the office so we got a nice big intrusive screen in front of me but it's all good that's all good. That's how we roll on the launch cast. That's how, that's how my studio looks. I have that humongous silver monitor in front of me. So feels like home already. Uh, and we will be back to the studio very, very soon. Very, very soon. The regular studio within studio guests, as we keep telling you every week. But uh, yeah, man, we are here for, for part four of the protest series, how to, human, how to be a human being. And... Um, this is going to be a little bit different today. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, and I want to, I want to give a shout in a minute to uh, a little bit of inspiration that I had for this episode, but, uh, you know, the, the panel has come to an end. Um, those that have been listening since episode, what? 127, I think is when we started, uh, the protest series that was me on my soapbox episode 127 128 129 we had two incredible panels incredible a total of seven people between the two episodes that we spoke to um catch those episodes guys so so important and so here we are episode 130 part four of this i, I promised that i was going to try and get a fourth episode on you know, the difficulties with this is because we are talking um, about cultural divide. We are talking about uncomfortable things right now. It ain't easy, you know. And so because it's not easy, it's sort of tough to get commitments. Um, you know, I had a couple of, uh, couple of issues on... My last episode, episode 129, with a few guests that were booked 
onto the show and literally last minute, um, you know, didn't, didn't want to come on, couldn't make it, whatever the case is. Um, my guess is due to the uncomfortability of the subject and, uh, you know, the, the guests that were going to be on there and, you know, I want to say that's okay, but that's not okay. It's not okay, and it's one of the reasons why this conversation has been so tough to have for the last hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, you know, and so what I what I said last week with with wrapping up the episode was that I was going to make every effort to put a panel together again for this week. And here's what I want to say: I did have speakers who who um have committed to coming on uh i had i had people that i could reach out to in order to to get together an episode i don't know if it was because there was you know it wasn't it wasn't feeling very organic the fact that i had to scrounge together um you know guests to appear on these panels i don't know if it was just that you know i'm i'm really gung-ho with these conversations and I'm trying to be as open as possible and other people might not be. I don't know what the case is, um, but it's just been difficult. And so this is where I'm going to leave you guys with this conversation. The work continues, right? The work of all of those that are trying to create a point, use their platforms, progress. I have had... Because of these few episodes, I have had some incredible conversations, incredible conversations on the back end. I am helping to advise some groups. I have been there as as a, a mentor uh, for some groups. I have been able to help strategize with some groups. You know, I'm 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 trying to. Um, really awaken those that are on the fringe that don't understand some of the language that's been used these last few weeks. Some people that don't necessarily understand how, uh, how they sound at the moment. Um, people that think they're not racist, but are sounding a little racist, right? These are the people that I've been communicating with these last few weeks. And, you know, along with some of the change makers that are just either allies or in the fight right now. And so the change continues, the progress continues. I promised to stand on my soapbox for this. And I want to say off the bat, th these four episodes, and that includes today with what I have planned today, these four episodes are something that I'm so proud of as a little mini series within this podcast, I, I couldn't be prouder of what we have put on your mobile device or computer, you know, in the, in these last few episodes, these, uh, these conversations were necessary. They were uncomfortable at times. They were, um, cathartic to have, they were eye opening to say the least. And, uh, and, you know, I'm happy that I had them. I don't regret them. Um, the fight continues and it moves onward off of this podcast. As of 131, we are going back to our regular format. Um, 
you know, until the next conversation has to be had. I'm always here for this conversation. And, you know, it's important for me to, to provide that platform. But, you know, when it gets too hard to have a conversation and it's a lot of work to put, put together shows like this, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pull it off of this platform and move it to something else. You know, we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up there's TEDx Farmingdale's coming up in October, which we're planning right now and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, and so, you know, this conversation ain't going away, not by a long shot. It is going to move to other venues, uh, and it is going to move to progress. There's some really cool th things happening right now in terms of some of the groups that I've been helping to advise. There's some cool things happening internally here, um, with an idea for a think tank, you know, a collaborative business think tank that can move the, the needle, uh, in the business world in terms of, you know, um, multi-ethnic, uh, relations and, and um, racism at large as an issue, diversity training, you know, the whole deal, man, we're, we're doing some, some really cool stuff now. And I'm, I'm excited again. I'm, I'm proud of this series. Um, it's not something I ever thought I would talk about out loud, honestly, until it happened and I had to talk about it. And that's, that's kind of, the wake up call that I have. And I'm going to talk about a few individual conversations as we go, but you know, I'm going to acknowledge the time of year right now. It's June. It's the end of June. Uh, and so between May and June, what happens? Graduations, right? Um, and uh, I thought that today, rather than putting a panel together uh, and, and I'll shout out, Melanie Klein, I'll shout out Fred Banny. Uh, I had a few people that had um, committed and said to me, uh, you know, that they would come on here. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I chose to wrap this up this week in a, a little bit of a different way. Um, you know, we'll continue those conversations on the back end and see what, what we can do um, through some partnerships and conversations, you know, outside of the podcast. So I appreciate their uh, committing to to coming on here and and it didn't happen um, for this series, but you know we'll get there. Um, but for for this particular episode, I was inspired just a couple of days ago. Uh, I think I've mentioned before my buddies at Sanity is overrated. Um, really, really fun podcast that just had their season one finale uh, premiere a couple of days ago, and. Um, Sanity is overrated, by the way, is uh, a podcast that actually started right in our studios. They, they use our studios for the first uh, few episodes and it was so much fun to watch them grow and kind of witness the birth of that podcast and, uh, see how much fun they had, um, you know, together, put it, putting that thing together. And so they, they've, uh, grown into their own space now and, and they had an awesome first season. So I'm going to include a link for that in the show notes. So you guys can check out their podcast and specifically their season finale for season one. But I was inspired because one of their, uh, hosts, Jen Muccioli had reached out to me and told me that they were for their season finale episode, they were going to do the commencement episode and they had a couple of speakers do commencement speeches right on their podcast episode to sort of honor the graduating class of 2020. And 
I was inspired because I wanted to wrap this thing up in a bow, give it the right send off for these series of episodes, for the the effort that has been put in, the conversations that have been had. And I wasn't quite sure how to do it without having one more panel. Um, and when it proved difficult to put this together, I said, you know, I think I want to do something on my own for this one. Maybe I'm not being true to this whole panel moderation thing, and that's okay because, you know, I'm trying to do it my way, right? The only way I know how. And what I noticed during this time is that I've learned so much that I didn't understand earlier, you know, from conversations, from from just educating myself, um, getting educated by others, opening myself up to different thoughts and ideas. And when I had heard about Sanity's Overrated's uh, uh, commencement episode, I'm like, you know what? Wouldn't it be cool if I sort of gave my version of what have I learned today? What have I learned uh, over the last few weeks as a commencement speech? And that's what I'm going to do. So this isn't going to be the longest episode. We're going to we're going to get into some really cool stuff. I'm going to tell some stories here and I'm going to do this commencement style. You know, as a as a public speaker, um it's it's one of the places that I am most comfortable on on the stage behind a microphone and although this is a different type of microphone here, I want to sort of marry the two right now to you know, speak to you guys on the level of um, imagine, you know, your high school or college graduation, you're sitting in that crowd, you are ready to take on the world. And this keynote speaker comes on stage to do the commencement address. And it's somebody who is experienced and knowledgeable and they represent everything that you could possibly aspire to be in the future, right? You are ready to go raring to go out of school. And, uh, this is the moment that will inspire you and motivate you, right? But here's the difference. I'm not that guy here in this situation. As I give this speech, I want to act as a symbol for, for what I want you to see. I don't want you to see George Andriopoulos up on the imaginary stage right now giving a commencement. I want you to see clarity in everything going on right now in terms of... Um, you know, what happened uh, sparked by the, the, the murder of George Floyd and the conversations opening up about systemic racism in, in the United States and everything that goes along with it. I want you to look at this imaginary speaker as a sense of clarity, a sense of understanding of the things that we could potentially learn from this situation and the things we could potentially change together in this situation. And so... Without further ado, I'm going to get this thing going. And so welcome to the LaunchCast 2020 commencement speech. As most of these speeches start, I'm going to begin by congratulating all of you on getting to this place. Now, this place 
this is a unique one, right? You have, you have been through some stuff. You have lived a life that has brought you to this point, this pinnacle in your life, this culmination of the things that you have learned. And this culmination has become a very pivotal point. This pivotal point, depending on which path you choose to go down, will determine the future of what's going to happen in this country. Now, you may be looking at me like this is some crock, right? Because theoretically, you're not all 18-year-olds graduating from college or 22-year-olds graduating I'm sorry, high school or 22-year-olds graduating from college. You're listening right now from all walks of life. There are some 17-year-olds listening, some 25-year-olds, some 40-year-olds, some 60-year-olds. And you're thinking, what kind of crap is this? How am I right now going to change the world based on what you're going to tell me? Let me tell you what I've learned in these last few weeks. About a month, month and a half ago, I thought everything was perfect. I lived my own journey. I went through my own struggles as an individual. And I was at a really, really great place. Great place in my life. And then the news hit that a man... was murdered by a police officer during an arrest. And not only was he murdered by a single police officer, but this man was murdered really by four officers that were complicit in his death by their lack of action. Now, this was my first lesson. Suddenly, my life and the circles that surrounded my life that didn't really touch the foundation of my life, they started to get rocked because everyone around me was activated in one way or another. People were angry, people were sad, People were talking. And all of the sudden, the world that we thought we knew had completely changed. But the crazy part was, nothing has changed. That's the world we were living in and chose not to see. Now, right off the bat, what did I go through? I watched what was going on as a leader, and I wanted to stand up, and I wanted to lead. But I was super confused. I don't even want to use the word scared because I know there were other people out there that were scared to say something. They were scared 
to have uncomfortable conversations. They were scared to support. They were scared to not support. That's not what I was going through. As somebody that doesn't mind standing up and not being a part of the crowd, saying the different thing, if that's the thing that matters to me, I'm okay with that. But in this situation, because we were talking about race, because we were talking about racism, and because I have a family and a business and a life, I wanted to do it thoughtfully and I didn't want to say the wrong thing. And so I stood by and sort of observed. Now I think back to what I said earlier when George Floyd was murdered by four men. Because in reality, there was one man that did the deed, but three men were complicit because of their non-action. Now this was ringing through in my head. While I sit here and observe, and the world is burning around me, am I complicit by not doing anything? So this sent me into a tailspin. I had conversations that I had never had before. I called black friends. I called white friends. I called academics. I called social justice people. I had great conversations. I had emotional conversations. I had fights. I was angry. I was sad. All the while getting more and more enlightened as every day passed. But while every day passed, people were hurting. People were emotional. And I continued to be complicit. Now, why was I complicit? I'm a strong believer in the right to neutrality. And neutrality in this case, which I'm going to get to in a minute, is something that can mean a lot of different things. But in this case, as a person that was always going to stand up and say something and try to lead in this moment, but just didn't want to yet, that made me complicit. And so I stood up maybe a little bit before I was ready to stand up. And I just said it out loud on a microphone. And it didn't necessarily come out right, but I said it. I said that I was in support. I was an ally. I believed in the pain that people were going through. I believed in the experiences that people were going through. And I was committed to learning more. Fabrizio, you know what? We always talk about leadership here. We never talk history. And I know that you are a student of history. So let's let's talk a little history. Can you name one important thing that happened in 1969? Nothing? Man, you are the worst. I'm going to give you a few. In 1969, Woodstock happened. The 747 Jumbo Jet made its debut. The Beatles had their last public performance. And Swanson Health started to produce quality vitamins and supplements right from the heart of America in 1969. Guys, this episode is sponsored by Swanson Health. Fabrizio, give me some 60s pop rock stuff. 
Yeah, that's kind of Beatles-y walk-in-the-park music. Swanson Health is the only company to offer the full spectrum of wellness products for mind, body, and home. From quality vitamins and supplements to cruelty-free beauty items to eco-friendly home products, Swanson Health is here to keep you healthy. And how do they do that? They back everything by strict quality standards with the Swanson Quality code swanson brand vitamins and supplements are crafted in the usa made with unsurpassed purity and potency if you want to try any of swanson health's great products for yourself use code launch 20 for 20 percent off on swanson.com that's the launchcast very own promo code launch 20 on swanson.com now fabrizio to do something right shut the music off man come on as you all stand out there in the ether right now, ready for the 2020 commencement, graduating to whatever this next step is for you, whether it's freedom from COVID, whether it is graduating from a school, or whether it's graduating from a sense of normalcy to a sense of enlightenment in regards to what's happening now in terms of race in America. As you sit there and listen to this, I hope that something changes in you based on the story of this journey that I went on for the last few weeks. Now, this was the point for me that I really started to take on more information that I was ready for. I was going into a tailspin, especially when you look at social justice. Man, was my head spinning out of control. I didn't have the right answer. I couldn't say the right thing. And then I sort of stepped out of the situation, watched myself from the outside looking in, knowing that I somehow always figure out how to say it how to do it, how to help. And what I saw was a social media world that was embattled in conversations that were riddled with misinformation. Now, you wake up every morning, you check Facebook, you check it a few times throughout the day, you check, your, you check the gram a little bit, you check your Snapchats, part of our days, right? But when this little escape for us now changes and the normalcy that we knew was ending in the world around us, the outside world around us now seeps into our little social media escapes, now it starts to bother us, right? And so I watched as the social media landscape became embattled professionals on Twitter, friends on Facebook, man, it was a war path. And that's the moment that I found clarity in my leadership. I wanted to help the misinformed to understand just a little bit better. I wanted to talk to them about the things that I had learned in the last few weeks. I wanted to tell them that for those fringe white people that don't understand 
the presence of racism, the words that they say, the vocabulary in their heads, to those fringe people, I knew that if I had a thoughtful conversation with them and talked it out, I knew we can get to a more clear place. I knew that they would open up their hearts and their minds and maybe understand a little bit better. So that's what I did. I had private conversations. I had public conversations. I reached out to people that I knew weren't understanding. I held a four-part protest series on my podcast, which is based in leadership. And sure, what I'm doing here is leadership now, but this is about interviewing leaders. My guests are leaders. We have fun, really deep hour, two-hour conversations about their lives and leadership. It's not what we do here, but I chose to do it anyway. And every day that passed, I got a little more clarity. I got a little more understanding. I had stories that I had heard from people that I grew up with that grew up in the same neighborhood, but man, did they grow up in a different neighborhood, if you know what I'm talking about. And it 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 upset me. It, it shook me to the core. I had conversations with leaders community leaders, public leaders that could affect change. Amazing conversations. I watched protests happening that were really shaking shit up. And I saw change finally starting to happen. And even in my own tiny little corner of the world, the place that I knew that I could help just a little bit in this I knew that there was change being made. And that, my friends, is what I hope you take from this commencement speech today. As we graduate today, we take on the knowledge that if we help educate others, if we help inform others, through thoughtful conversations, through education, through love. If we can do that effectively, we can change the world long-term. Now, it sounds easier than it actually is, right? It's never going to be that easy. If it was that easy, this would be over already. It takes more than that. But this is where we start today, by doing something. Sure, in your own little world, if you make sure that you are living a balanced life and that you love everyone for who they are and you don't judge people by the color of their skin, yeah, great start. For those of you that are going to say, but my, my friends are black, my best friend's black, that's great too, fine. But if you're not going out there and doing something about it, changing a mind about it, it's not going to stop. Yeah, raise your kids to be better than you were or your parents were. Yeah, all that stuff, keep doing it. But keep the conversation going. 
That's what we need to do in this very moment. Teach people the definitions of the words that matter most right now. Privilege. Teach people that privilege is not a dirty little word. It's not a bad word. It's a state that we are born into that some people are not. And once we understand that, we can understand why other people's lives are different and why they are treated differently and begin to alleviate that. We need to understand phrases like Black Lives Matter and why today, right now, in this conversation, you can't say the other stuff as a rebuttal. There is no rebuttal to that. Took me a very long time to understand that one. Hey, you're going to throw some stuff at my face with that. You're going to say all lives matter, blue lives matter. Colin Kaepernick's an asshole, right? You're going to say all that. Get educated. I'm not even going to respond to that. Listen to the last few episodes of this show. And you'll understand that a little bit better. You're going to hear stories from people that have experienced this. You're going to hear some history, man. You're going to hear some really good stuff. Educate others on what you have learned every day. Every day. And if we continue to do that every day and we educate more and more people and we continue to be vigilant, and we continue to carry on this conversation, then and only then can we begin to even scratch the surface of what's going on here. Diversity. Include diversity in your lives. Do not live in a bubble. I was asked in our last panel, when we flipped it around to allow our black guests to ask me, the white host, some questions, I was asked why I have this mindset and some other white people don't. Well, it's simple. I'm not trying to be a superhero here or a martyr for white people or whatever. I grew up in the most diverse area of my hometown, the borderline of a white community and a black community. I worked in a deli in a shopping center that was primarily black, especially in the later years. I had white customers. I had black customers. These were my everyday experiences. There was so much diversity in my life all of those years, growing up in Queens as a, as a really young kid and then moving to Farmingdale, my hometown, and living in that part of town. Going back to Queens for college, St. John's University, black, brown, white, all the colors of the rainbow were there. Right, Diversity has been a big part of my life, and that's why I feel this way. Make sure you include diversity in your life, your kids' lives, your family's lives. It's so important. The more diversity there is, 
in education in our lives, the more comfortable, the more normal diversity and integration feels. Simple as that. It's not that hard. I'm going to tell you a story about young men that I have become a mentor to who I didn't seek out a conversation with but approached me recently. I noticed this young man was posting some stuff on social media that, I don't know, I wasn't a huge fan of. It wasn't really offensive or anything, but uh, it was towing the line for me because um, I didn't feel he had a clear understanding of um, some of the events going on in our country and what the meaning was behind it. And so he reached out to me, and when he hears this, he'll, he'll know I'm talking about him, reached out to me to thank me for, for my mentorship, saying that it's because of my mentorship that he is able to speak, even on social media, in ways like this and can share his feelings, his truth out in the open. And my response was, yeah, man, I get it, but just understand that your truth has consequences and we have to learn the, tr the difference between our truths and our opinions. And so we got into a deeper conversation because I think he sensed that with that answer, that I may not have agreed with some of the stuff he was posting. And we got into a deep conversation, a really deep conversation. And I showed him some support for some of the stuff I was talking about, how a certain post was based on something that was potentially controversial. I'm not going to get into the specifics of it because I don't want to name the person because this is, a, is actually a good story. But, um, you know, sometimes people are, are misinformed, don't really understand. And so we continued the conversation and he asked the right questions, which was amazing. He allowed himself to open up his heart and his brain a little bit, learn some things that he had never known and left the conversation with a completely different understanding of what we were discussing and said to me, I'm going to do some work in the coming days, weeks. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to listen to your last few shows. I want to understand this better. And, you know, kind of just thanked me for opening up his mind a little bit on this topic. And look, it's not, it's not for me to sway somebody's opinion, but I can clearly see when somebody doesn't have all the information at hand, right? And so that's what, that's what we need to do as people that are informed and educated. We need to continue to spread that. That's what this commencement speech is about. Now, in a typical commencement speech, there's going to be the funny intro, some attention grabber, 
and we jump into the motivation and inspiration through some type of journey, right? And that's what we've been doing here. We've been talking about this journey um, at least for the last few weeks since all this stuff really came to the forefront. And in those moments where we find inspiration in our journey, so should we find inspiration in our future or our potential future. Now, I'm an optimist. And although a lot of people won't agree with me, I see a bright future. I really do. I look out into this imaginary crowd see all these people graduating right now with a sense of enlightenment, some new information at hand that are really going to make an effort to create change in this world. I see regular everyday Joes and Janes. I see business people. I see business owners. I see change makers. I see activists. I see speakers. I see authors. I see a sea of people that are going to go out there, take this to heart, and do something about it. Because that's what this commencement is about. It's not about just activating you in this moment, and then tomorrow everything goes back to normal. There's no more normal. Remember that. As you leave this commencement today, There's a new normal that we have to create, and we are not even close to creating it. We are not even close, but guess who can create it? You. Every single one of you. I believe that in my heart. I believe in all of you. I don't even know all of you. But if you're listening this far, we are 40-plus minutes into this thing, and if you are still listening... That means you are ready to create change. And I thank you for taking this ride with me today because it was so important for me to make sure that this journey had the right kind of ending. And for me, it's an ending of hope. It's an ending of sacrifice because we will have to make sacrifice to create change. It's an ending of respect. I think what I have seen the most in this journey, as I see so many of my white brothers and sisters out there being activated, becoming allies, having a voice for those that are oppressed right now, so do I see in my black brothers and sisters a feeling of acknowledgement for the first time ever. A slight feeling of relief, if that makes sense, because they're being seen and heard potentially for the first time ever. Now, there's many more feelings in there. I see anger and sorrow, exhaustion, There are things that are going to stick out from this panel in my head for the rest of my life, like hearing multiple friends of mine say that they are tired of being white people's tour guide to racism. 
they are tired of being the voice constantly and never being heard. I will never forget words like those. They stick out in my head now and forever. Now, those of you that are still listening and aren't on board right now, let me tell you a little something. If you're not on board right now, because you don't believe in the process, because the process steps on something that you love. And what I mean by that is maybe you believe in all this, but you're a big supporter of law enforcement. Big supporter of whatever, the NRA or whatever else, right? I'm not grouping these things. I'm just naming a few things here. This is what I want to tell you. And this is one of the things I've been fighting the hardest for. Extremism in understanding right now is going to lead to a place of violence and hate. I live in a very blue area. And by the way, I support the police. I'm a coach for the police athletic league. I'm a director of basketball. I'm all about it. I want the supporters of the blue to understand that understanding what's happening right now and supporting this movement is not an anti-police movement as a whole. That's an extremist thought right there. Is a supporter of this movement going to say that we need police reform? Yeah. Hell yeah. It's long overdue. Every single industry gets reformed. I want our guys in blue to have the 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 the, the newest kind of mindsets, to have the understanding to have the training that they need when we talk about reform so that they can be as successful as possible. People need to understand that because you support black people in general, it doesn't mean that you can't support law enforcement. another example of open-mindedness in a situation reform is necessary in every industry cases like this like the murder of george floyd and so many others that we have named all of these names on our podcast they cannot happen will they happen once in a while of course it just so happens that it keeps happening to black people. And that's not a coincidence. And that takes reform to fix. 
We're not talking politics. We're not talking about defunding police. We're not talking about any of that right now in this instant. You want to have that conversation, you have it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about support or not supporting. We're in this together. And as you all graduate and you understand how to lead better than you did when you started this journey, I hope that you have realized that leading alongside each other is going to be the secret to success here. Every color, every part of this conversation leading together alongside each other. It is a an impossible vision to see sometimes, but man, does it work. Man, does it work. I'm going to leave you with this today. If you've heard all this, and you still don't understand what the big deal is, and you are still upset that your life has been disrupted, I'm not the leader to change your mind. But there are going to be thousands and thousands of people that hear this. My hope is that it goes bigger than one of our normal episodes, and it's tens of thousands of people that hear this. But there will be thousands of people that hear this and hopefully one of them can get you to understand. One of them can change your mind. I ask you one favor here. It's, it's actually a challenge. You don't have to stand up if that's not you. I believe in everybody's right to say what they want to say or not say what they don't want to say. And people will disagree with me on that, but that's my belief. Here's my challenge. And I'm talking to white people here. Find a friend of yours, a person of color, And just ask them to sit down with you and have an uncomfortable conversation. And I challenge you, after that conversation is over, I challenge you to not grow just a little bit. That's my challenge to those in the class of 2020. Graduating a school or not, whatever this movement is, whatever this enlightenment is that we're going to walk away from today, that's my challenge to you. I want to thank you all for bearing with me today on a very, very different episode not going to apologize for a different format. I'm not going to apologize for a different conversation because 
This thing's about leadership, and damn it, this was leadership. This was leadership 101. If you can understand that, if you can take something away from this and you can go out there and create some change, damn it, I'm proud. I'm so, so proud to have been able to host this thing. And I'm energized, right? I'm energized. That's what we do on this thing. Uh, you know, I, I had to kind of get into this this different mode for this commencement speech, whether it came off as a commencement speech or not. I don't know. Um, I know I said everything that I wanted to say. Uh, I wanted to to take a lot of the information that we learned over the last couple of weeks and and really talk about the, this journey, which has been so interesting. And I want you guys to understand that if you can go on a journey like this, um, it'll change you, man. It'll change you. Uh, I know that, you know, this this conversation for me has become so important and it's not something that I ever realized was this important to me. Um, and so I want to thank everybody that's been involved, everybody that was going to be involved and we just didn't get a chance to have you. Uh, even those people that were going to be involved and backed out on me. Man, you gave me more fire to continue this conversation uh, to call you out, I'm happy to call you out here because that's accountability. That's what we need right now. We need forward progress and accountability for everybody. Um, and I'm going to end this thing on a high note. Leadership. Leadership, leadership, leadership. Take some, Take some little speck of leadership away from this if you can. And go do big things. I know you can. Class of 2020. We're putting it on you. And now I'm especially talking to the graduating classes of 2020. You had a rough year. Some of you that are in this fight right now have had a rough life. Go make some change. Guys, thank you for being here with me today. Let's do the regular music, even though this is a little somber note. Launch sequence terminated. I'm out. Into the black hole. Thanks for listening to the LaunchCast today. Please make sure to subscribe to this feed wherever podcasts are available. Follow me, George Andriopoulos, at Launchpad CEO on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And make sure to visit our website, guys, thelaunchcast.com. Looking forward to the next episode. See you soon, guys.